Hi everyone, welcome to Morning Matcha. Today I'm here with the co-founders of Yumi, Angela and Evelyn. And Yumi is a nutrition and wellness company for babies and they offer a full range of baby food for delivery straight to you. Hi, thanks for having us. Thanks for having me in this beautiful space. It's so wonderful to be here with you today. And I'm so excited to dive in and learn all about Yumi because I'm just like super energized. As you know, I told you I'm pregnant and exploring all my options. Congratulations. I'm just so grateful that you guys created this for the next generation and Again, like there's just so many options out there for us as adults now, like everyone's getting into health food and there's options for dogs even. And I just (laughs) cannot believe that um, this didn't exist for our children. So I'm super excited to learn more about it. And I want to start with just how you guys met and... Yeah, um, well, it's actually yeah. great timing in terms of having this conversation now because it was actually when Angela was pregnant with her first child that was really mm-hmm. the inspiration for business. But Angela and I have been friends for several years before Yumi. Uh, we were introduced by my now fiance. And when he first introduced us, he was like, at some point, you two are going to start a company. So you <laughs> should be really nice to her. <laughs> and so he was intuitive. Right. I know, he was <laughs> so intuitive. Um, but yeah, so Yumi really came about from Angela's first experiences with motherhood and being pregnant and really thinking about like for the first time, like how is nutrition impacting this new life? So I'll let her kind of like share that story and start. Yeah, Yeah. I'd love to. I mean, so yeah, I was pregnant um, when I started thinking about like what I'm putting into my body and how that affects my baby. You know, I think like most millennials and people our age when we get pregnant, like we grew up with Google. And so we just instantly go on and try to think of all the things that you're supposed to be doing or not doing. And terrifying, terrifying. (laughs) And I also got down this like deep rabbit hole of nutrition. Um, Something like I, like I love food and it's something that interested me. Like uh, I was also like really sad when my doctor was like, you can't eat all of these things. And so I started getting into it and I started researching a lot. And I found that about 10 years ago, um, the Lancet, which is basically like the Institute of Health out of the UK, published this landmark research study about childhood nutrition um, called like the thousand days. Wow. Basically like saying that in the first thousand days of life from conception to age two, nutrition is more important than any other period of your life. Wow. So what you and I eat, uh, albeit like delicious, <laughs> is has much, much less of an impact than what an infant eats. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. But I had also never heard that, you know, and I, my friends had never heard that. And we're all like educated and caring mm-hmm. people. Um, and it, like people always thought like, oh, give kids whatever they want. They'll be fine. And <laughs> this they is, can filter through yeah, it. Th- or... it's like, they'll be fine. Give them like the cupcake. I can eat the cupcakes. I don't want to get fat. But turns out it's actually the exact opposite. Like, so as an adult, you've actually you're closer to reaching like metabolic stasis Mm -hmm. but as a baby your your body's like cementing all these things it's forming all of these like neurons and synapses and hormones that you make and so that was really eye-opening to me so like learning that this was like the most important period of life that it's so critical to get all these things all these vitamins and minerals um I was it was daunting and I, I sort of wondered what my options were Mm -hmm. so you know like at the first years of life you breastfeed or you can give formula and formula is regularly like a drug so you know that they get all these vitamins and minerals um but then after that it's like the wild west yeah Uh, i'd go to the grocery store and i was shocked to find that everything 
like was in the center of the grocery store aisle. It was older than my baby. It felt like <laughs> they're way too long. Like, totally. Yeah, and I was like, how is this the only thing? You know, like I am in a place, I, I live in Los Angeles, but I also like as millennial, we have access to so many things now, like fresh delivery of anything mm-hmm. for me, for my dog, for anything. And I could not find fresh baby food. Um, and I just felt that that was a really big gap. I was like, how does that exist when you know this is important and you want to do the right thing but the only option was for me to cook every single meal yeah and that's like, ridiculous and that's absurd as... in the busiest time of your yeah. life yeah like why now yeah yeah so that's when I started talking to Evelyn we really like talked about all the pain points yeah and... I mean we just started nerding out on it yeah. so we're both researchers at heart right like obviously Angela really cared about this was going down this really deep long rabbit hole and she had created this Dropbox folder mm-hmm. of like all of these clinical studies showing how nutrition was so important and I also a woman in my early 30s found it really eye-opening because I didn't know about the thousand days initially yeah. and also asked all of my friends um, who were you know were of this age where they're having kids for the first time and they didn't know about it either and also felt really lost in terms of what to think about nutrition and what to feed their kids and didn't know how critical this period was. So at the time, I was a journalist. I was the innovation reporter at the Wall Street Journal. And I think I became a journalist initially because I wanted to shed light on important issues. Mm -hmm. And as Angela was showing me all of this research and information, it was just so clear to us that like another company should exist that Mm -hmm. really gave parents a better option, helped empower them with information. And, you know, so we quit our jobs. She was in finance and private equity and I was at the journal and, and then we started building Yumi. So, and based here in Los Angeles, here in LA. Amazing. I mean, we found that like, you know, Los Angeles is a great place to start something like this. There's so much like acceptance of, the belief of like good food and like, you know, food is medicine and the like, you know, and so that wasn't a big leap for Mm -hmm. people here. And then I think like, because of that, it's now like everywhere, you know, it's across America, you know, you have like magazines called like healthy ish, you know, there's everybody's trying to get healthier and see what's happening. And I think that who you want that the most for is your baby, mm-hmm. like this most precious being, like that's who you're going to want that the most for. And so our thing, our philosophy is like to not make it feel like something you're guilty for, but rather give you the option to give really fresh things. So either give them the option for our food or give them our exact recipes and like cook them at home. We want you to know how important this is. And then I think the world will see baby food differently. Yeah. It's completely changing the landscape. I yeah. mean, It's not like I was mentioning to you guys when I got it in the mail. I was like, this isn't just baby food. I can eat this and I want to eat this. And I was so tempted to try it, not just because it looked so cute and like the packaging from the get go and ice packs with watermelon on it. I mean, it just was so sweet and inviting and felt so good, but also the ingredients. And I'm such a big like ingredient person. I Mm -hmm. read every label and... I don't let it like drive me nuts, but it's so important to me because I want the least amount of ingredients and I want them to be pure. And that's exactly what I found in your products. And that's so just like, just so nice. It's nice to trust a company and know that they're doing their, the work. So you don't have to. Yeah. It's, it's incredible though. A lot of people tell us that 
they were shocked by like the high quality of the product mm-hmm. because I think for so long, if you were like, hey, try this baby food, right? People thought of baby food as this pretty bland, you know, something that was off the shelf, of course, older than their baby. Mm-hmm. And that was what our expectations were for this market for so long. And so I think it's really great to like open people's eyes and they're like, oh, this is, these are really great premium ingredients. And I see exactly how much green stuff or kale that I'm getting. Yeah. And to bring that transparency to the market and to get people really excited about baby food was what we wanted to do from the beginning yeah mm-hmm. and we wanted to choose things that parents would see and say like i would love to eat that you know yeah. because i think that it is a funny world when you don't want to eat your kids baby food like, yeah why would you buy that yeah why would you buy something <laughs> that you wouldn't even want mm-hmm. you know and so i think that was something that we really like focused on was like making sure each meal was delicious for our babies, but also for us. Like mm-hmm. we want to make sure that every parent can taste it and say, that is delicious. Mm-hmm. So what did people like feed their babies before? Yeah. How often would they give them or do they give them the jars? Like, is it one a day? Yeah. So we have packages ranging from six a week to 20 a week, depending on like how often you want it in your life. And we did this on purpose because I think that most people love flexibility. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I can make one meal or two meals, but I don't want to make every meal. Mm-hmm. And then also kids go through different phases in their life. They're eating some like more food and others like to other times less food. Yeah. Um, and so really what we wanted to say was that you should view like great food as like support Mm -hmm. because if you could just have one great meal a day for your kid, it would help everything else. Like everything else falls into place. Like you could figure out the rest. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted a small package. So everyone felt like that fit into their lives, Mm -hmm. but we actually, most people use us for uh, many meals a day. Uh, I think it's like, it's a sign of people just really trusting the service. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think, we're pretty excited about yeah (laughs) and so many flavors too yeah how many are there well they're constantly changing right so we're changing our menu based on seasonal ingredients and you know I I think like that's part of the value proposition right we wanted to get people excited about variety so we're constantly expanding our menu base and I think that's it's great is that you can expose your kids to all these flavors and that helps reduce obviously the chance that they'll become picky eaters later in life because Mm -hmm. they're so acclimated to trying all sorts of ingredients in different combinations Mm -hmm. so that is part of the value. I love that. Yeah, that's so important to get all the different tastes and um, expose that because I'm such a picky eater. Yeah. And that's probably because I didn't. I don't know why, but yeah, probably from the beginning, you know, what? I wasn't exposed to it as like full of a range. Um, I'm just so curious, though, like with you with the baby, it was with your first one. Yes. And then you guys coming up with this, leaving your jobs, which is also just like so tough to do. And it's, yeah. you know, there's a lot of security behind that. And then what about your your husband mm-hmm. and your, at the time, fiancés? Or, yeah, now fiancés yeah, fiance. and like significant other. They, yeah. I mean, it sounds like they were super supportive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's a great testament to like where we are in our lives or society. But like I was a breadwinner before, you know, like I was in a, a finance job and I chose to leave that. And my husband was always supportive of me and mm. always really thought that like we could do something really great. And, you know, he also truly believes in the mission, thinks it's like really important for society and the world to exist. And so he's been my number one supporter. 
Yeah, I feel like really lucky. I mean, and I love Angus and Daniel, uh, my fiance. They've just been such cheerleaders from day one and wanting to pitch in and help at every turn. And I think that's like a big part of like the success, you know, and I, I, Cheryl Sandberg once said that like one of the best decisions she made for her professional career was the person she had married. Right. Uh And like just having someone who inspires you, encourages you, sees that greatness. So like, you know, starting a company is like, there's ups and downs. It's a roller coaster for anyone who goes through that journey. And so to always have the rock who's like just cheering you on and just knows that it can be so great. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's really great. And I think we both feel really lucky to have such incredible people and incredible support network in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's so special. I love that. I didn't know she said that. Um, so what, what was like step one after leaving you were, did you, or did you come up with like recipes before and then you were ready or you dove right in? (laughs) How long did it take from the idea to like getting it off the ground? Well, we circled together and quit our jobs at the same time. Uh, it was really (laughs) soon after we talked about it. So, um, we just wanted to take the plunge because I feel like you could have left it like languishing for a long time and staying in your job so we just decided that it's much better to just jump right in yeah so we just took the plunge and then immediately started figuring out fundraising uh raising money from friends and family and then setting up operations like launching a beta to like test to figure out the recipes to figure out the sales like and then it was off the ground uh i would say probably within a month and a half that's incredible yeah yeah. Wow. And that was how long ago? So that was now three years ago. Yeah. And then we, that was for our beta of <laughs> testing. And then we officially raised two years ago almost <laughs> and officially launched, you know, throughout California in, uh, in July of last year. That's amazing. And as far as like the branding and the vibe of the business, did you have a vision for that or how did that come about? Yeah. Because it's such a, I, I view it as such a big aspect of the company as well. Yeah. I mean, we have definitely a great um, community of Mm -hmm. like artists and designers who've helped us with it. But I think like from day one, we were very clear on kind of what we wanted the brand to feel and to look like and what it would say in kind of the visual messaging. Mm -hmm. And for us, you know, we, we talked about this at length before, but we wanted it to be a brand that really spoke to the modern parent, right? Mm-hmm. And this idea that like you had a whole sense of aesthetic and design before you even had a kid, right? You're yeah. a whole person before, you're a whole person after. And it's not like the branding has to dramatically change and just speak to the child and just be like big bubbly letters. It's like, how do we create a brand where it's whimsical and definitely a brand for children and kids, but also so one that spoke to the sophisticated sensibilities of our modern parent. Yeah. And so we really wanted to, to really communicate that in the visual messaging of the brand. But Definitely yeah. delivered. Oh, <laughs> I love it so much. And um, I just I think it just makes you so excited again to use the product. And um, I feel the same like a similar companies that do that like ritual mm-hmm. with like yeah. taking the um, right now I take it. But. It's not a prenatal, but like yeah. you can also, you know, accompany your prenatals with yeah. it. And it's so great. Um, yeah, I love what Kat has done, too. Yeah. I mean, we've like I think a lot of us have talked about it, about how like there is 
this gap in the market of all these old stale products, you know, like that just doesn't speak to us, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's the baby food space or old baby products or this like, you know, giant vitamin market. Mm -hmm. Like it just, there's no, not a lot of products that want to speak to like where we are as millennials and what we want to see and what we want to like have in our lives. Like, so that's something that we really like thought about from the packaging that you get to like the visuals on Instagram, we really felt like it was important to have more than just the idea of like, like, Oh, cute pictures of babies. And then, all, you know, there's, yeah. there's multiple things to this, mm-hmm. you know, but also cute pictures of babies. Exactly. <laughs> How is Yumi different than other baby food brands in the sense of like the actual nutrition that is in it? Because I'm sure you guys have a different idea of what nutrition is than Gerber. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to take part of it and I'll let you take the other part. But um, it started because I took all the SKUs of organic ingredients, like, um, or organic brands and put them into a big spreadsheet and found that on average, they derived over 50% of their calories from fructose, from fruit sugars. Mm -hmm. So they were really nutrient poor. Like they are mostly apple and pear sauce, which again, in moderation can be fine, but not for every single meal of your day. You're just not going to get enough stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you don't get the iron that you need or the folate that you need. Um, And so we took a very different approach because of that. Because what we saw, we decided to build ours to be low in fructose, very nutrient dense, like tracking against all the things that you'll need, like all the recommended daily like vitamins and minerals, and then build a meal plan around that. Mm-hmm. And so that way, every like jar that you get, you can be really comfortable that you're getting a really great meal. There's This isn't the, the throwaway one. Like this is actually going to give your baby like a lot of what they need in that day. Um and so that's like how we formulated it. I mean, after that, we of course like worked with nutritionists, pediatricians, like and like chefs to perfect the taste. But like we specifically formulated it to be nutrient dense, the exact opposite of what you think of as a Gerber or a Plum. Yeah, and I think like you know a big part of this was just creating new standards for the industry, right? Mm-hmm. And as Angela mentioned, it's just very high in fructose on average, a lot of these brands. Yeah. And we really wanted people to pay attention to in- the ingredients, the amount of kale. And that's why you, when you see the layers, like they're separated. So you can really get mm-hmm. a sense of the food ingredients that are in your jar. And then on top of that, you know, there's there's no like governing body that says you should have a certain cap on the amount of fructose for the baby food market. But we really want customers to expect more from their food. And I think like you do see a groundswell of movement building and it started also with documentaries like Fed Up that have started to look at the impact of fructose and high in sugar diets and processed foods on this generation. And I think like that's just a conversation we wanted to push forward. Yeah, to extend to our children. Yeah. Absolutely. It makes sense to just be like in those documentaries, they share how we the fat craze, right? Like they just took mm-hmm. stripped all the fat and then pumped in the sugar that's right and so it's also true with kids and then they get um hooked on this flavor profile when they're very very young Mm -hmm. so if you give them high fructose things they will start liking high fructose things for a long time for their life um um, and i think what we set out to do was really just make take a stance like say we don't want that much fructose in our things nothing will have it more like we like want 
people to know the transparency of like how nutrient dense your things should be. Uh, and I think that should like be sort of a, like a pallbearer for other companies, hopefully that they'll say like, well, I have to stand up to those standards too. Yeah. So yeah. Creating the new standard is, it's just like the beauty industry, mm-hmm. not regulated. Right. It's same thing. But now we see all these organic brands coming out and they're different ones. Some are safe. Some are, I mean, there's different tiers, but mm-hmm. if there were tiers for the baby food one, you'd be at the very top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's like, what's the future? I mean, you right now you're only West Coast. So that's, I'm sure nationwide is coming up. And I'm so excited for people all over the U.S. to have access to Yumi. It's so important. When's yeah. that coming up? So that is, that's our future. So within the next six months, we're going to start um, building out the operations and sending out throughout the United States. Yeah. Uh, so and also expanding our product line. Um, you know, as we mentioned, we really focus on early childhood nutrition and mm-hmm. it was never about just creating a puree. You know, it wasn't just about a singular product, but yeah. it was around a range of products to really support this period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, so that can, what what else does so that, that mean? Like teething <laughs> like, snacks and finger foods fun. and like full meals. Like so that way, like this period of life from, you know, again, from conception to two, like we want like you to know that we think about that. Like these are the, like this is the most important period of your child's life and you should have support. And yeah. so we want product to support that. That's so amazing. So it'd be like snacks that people can just buy, add on to the delivery or just have like in their pantry just waiting. That's right. That's so great. Yeah. And how is your, so you have a three-year-old? So I have a three-year-old uh, turning four and a one-year-old turning two. <laughs> um, and they're amazing. And, and they love Yumi. They love Yumi. <laughs> Yumi we food. actually joke about Yumi babies being extra tall because of all the <laughs> nutrition they're getting. And both of my children are 100th percentile. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, That's um, incredible. Yeah, they're little baby monsters. <laughs> what about, like, their taste buds compared to other babies? Yeah. I'm so interested. That's a great question. And I... I don't want to say it's all because of this. So, but I definitely think, so like my daughter has a very diverse palate, really will eat anything. And she's not picky. She doesn't pick out things from her food. She's in school already and she's still not doing that. Um, My son was super picky and I still continue to give him the same food because like that's what science says, just continue to give it to them. Mm -hmm. So I continue to give him Yumi over the years and his pickiness is still there, but he's now picky for healthy food. So he will actually like turn down things that he's never seen before, like, or doesn't want like a French fry, but he'll <laughs> choose the, the, good, like, the a good one. And so I think it's just re addressing the pickiness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so now he's still his, his like, you know, his behavior is still picky, but he likes the healthy foods. Mm-hmm. So, and I definitely think it comes from like the early years of me insisting on them eating healthy foods. Mm-hmm. Do you guys help a little bit with as far as stuff like that, like tips on parenting and how to? Yeah, that's actually a 
big part of what Yumi is. Mm -hmm. So my background's in content. And yeah. I think when we were mapping out what this company would look like, we really wanted to go big on content in terms of empowering parents with knowledge, right? Because there's just so much information. And I think like when we look at what our mission is, it's not just about a product. As I mentioned, it really is about like supporting them. Mm -hmm. And that big part of that is information. It's recipes. So as Angela mentioned before, we give you recipes for purees. We give you recipes for finger foods. And people have asked us like, why do you do that when you yeah. actually create a product that they could buy? Because that's in a way competing against yourself. But it's like, we're just here for the modern parent. And mm -hmm. it's not about choosing one direction or one product or one brand and that's all you do. But like some days you might want to cook, some days you might want a convenient option that makes you feel really good. And so it's being able to offer that 360 degree support. So for us, you know, a big part of like the second half of this year is rolling out content in a big way, like having more nutrition guides. And we actually just rolled out uh, our milestones program. So every week that you're on with us, you also get... Uh, a whole program, a whole content that's tailored to your kids' development. Oh my so, gosh, I love that. Yeah, it's just like creating that 360 degree support. And then on top of that, like a big part of our like customer service team are actually nutritionists and doulas and people that you can talk to. So mm -hmm. if you have a question, it may not even be related directly to like your Humi subscription, you can ping them about that. Mm -hmm. And I think like that is just another piece of like to provide confidence and security and support to parents. But content is really big. And I think, you know, when it comes to brands and what is a modern brand today, I think this generation really wants to embrace brands that aren't just selling them something, yeah. right? Like there, ha it has to be authentic and it has to come from a place where you can tell that what they're providing you and the content and every touch point is like to really help your life or to be an authority in, the, in that niche, right? Mm -hmm. And so for us, that's early childhood development and nutrition. Yeah, it's for a bigger cause. It's not just selling you that yeah. subscription mm -hmm. or whatever. It's like, we're gonna, we're here to help and support you and it, you and the baby and your entire family and it's a lifestyle and competition is not like that's not a thing yeah. at this point. And yeah. that's why we yeah. created uh, the children's book. I know, I wanted you, to talk about this. Yeah, The Incredible Edible World, which is, so you know, cute. a strange thing to put mm -hmm. time, money, resources into. But for us, it was like, it's another way that we communicate how much we care about this period. And that like, you know, your kid can read that and start to like build a connection between a, themselves and a love for real fruits and veggies. So it's a counting book that shows you where a lot of the ingredients that you're getting in your Yumi meals, like generally come from. Yeah. Right. And so I think there's just a lot of like fun whimsy and just a way to communicate that. And, and like, and you'll have that on your bookshelf for quite some time. Right? I know. I love it. So for our listeners who can't see this, cute little book um it's a it's an illustrated book that comes along with the subscription i'm sure the first time right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um and they just took so much time and it really shares again like what she mentioned where the ingredients come from and or how you can enjoy them like here on the beach <laughs> with strawberries and um but i just love that because that's you can read this to your child or just the colors even if they can't you know, process it, right. just looking at this. It's so stimulating in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Not like TV and like iPhones yeah. and iPads. <laughs> so what have you learned um, just in the last couple years about people and food? Yeah. I think I just find, I mean, people are so interesting and, um, and for us, like, you know, we, we find out a lot about people through what 
content they like to read or we have a, we do pop-ups so in person I I love learning about just like their routines and things like that but I've learned so much and I always love to ask that question of other entrepreneurs because it's it's really interesting some things just surprise you that you never would have thought and other things it's like something you would have known like someone needs support in this area Yeah. Well, I think, you know, things that we've learned in this journey so far is like, you know, obviously how important this time is. And so you really want to do everything to give those trust points as we call them. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's these points of trust, whether it's giving them a children's book or providing them extra support on the customer service side or additional content. Um, Because people are really receptive to like new information around food. I think this generation is, you know, they don't necessarily trust the big brands. And so they do want to learn more and they want to understand how they can create a better food program for their kid and themselves. And so they're very receptive to the message. And it's like, it's just about like, how do you make sure that you can create a program that really does support them and show Mm -hmm. them that at every turn? Because that's why everything matters from like the packaging and not just like the food product in itself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, everything goes together. Yeah. yeah. I think for one of the things I like loved learning over the t- like process was like, you know, I think forever brands were scared of doing things like, you know, they wanted to always seem accessible to everybody or the middle of the road. Um, and they didn't have much personality, but like learning like h- how much people actually do want personality and they want to see you as a brand like as like they want to know who you are um has really like allowed us to show that and like explore that because um and that's been like a really fun part of building it but I wouldn't have guessed that you know originally before we started and I think that was something really great it's something great about our generation and what we look for in brands uh so um yeah that that was an exciting sort of discovery (laughs) I know it's so different right I mean it's from I guess like reality TV to social media and all that. It just, what it created was people wanting to know more about who's behind the brand or who it is. And Mm -hmm. like, you don't have that with Gerber or you don't have that with these huge companies. And it's so nice for people to be able to meet you and, and learn about what inspired you to create this amazing product and the intention behind it and, and to look forward and grow with the brand too, I think is such a cool opportunity. Yeah. Like to be someone who signed up from the beginning and then like watch all the things that come up. It's it's so special. And I want to go back to the food really quick Mm because I have a question about fermented food for Uh babies. Mm. And if you guys have like I mean, I know a lot of parents who give their kids like coconut yogurt and that's totally super easy to digest and like really great for them and gets in the probiotics and stuff but I'm curious if you guys have like thought about that or if you offer it yeah so we have not done a fermented product but we are interested in looking at like a fermented chip cool um because for the exact same reasons as for listeners who don't know fermentation is really great for your microbiome and so we really consider and we talk about this at length with our content how critical it is to develop your microbiome during this like period of life Mm -hmm. Uh, so we do offer things like coconut yogurt right now oh cool Uh, but as far as like pure fermented fermentation um we didn't want to put that in food product necessarily yeah um that it 
you know, it can go bad really quickly. I don't, you know, like there's lots of like dangers around totally. fermentation. Yeah. But if we, we are exploring a way to do it in like a chip form uh, to like really like, have that benefit of microbiome. But either way, we absolutely value it and ex- like are really interested in it and explore it. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a really great conversation uh, just because I think listeners should know how much we think about like this period and like the microbiome in general. And so right now um, we like our formulations are meant to be like correctly for that, like correct yeah. for that period of your life. Yeah. Cause yeah. they're yeah. allergen free. I mean, they're yeah. gluten free, they're low in right. sugar, they're yeah. soy free. They're, I mean, they're all these things. So, and it's also even the variety that we talked about before is really important and helping you create like a diverse microflora in the gut. Right. So that's actually a big part of it too. Yeah. Um, that's a great so, point. Yeah. So it's something that it's an area that we think is really interesting. I mean, even just personally, it's a, I think fascinating kind of like what we're learning about this space and the implications to our overall health. So yes, I think that's a really excellent point and it's, it's yeah. definitely exciting area. And it's like totally safe, right? To give to your kid if you were like to ferment. Yeah. I mean, fermentation has been used for centuries yeah. in different like, you know, ethnicities and cultures. Um, like I said, we don't do it in-house because like there's risks with fermentation, but, um, which is why we're looking for a more dried route of it, yeah. you know, but, um, it's totally safe in your house to do mm-hmm. things and give things like, uh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's such a great, interesting thing. And the more we learn about like the microbiome and what's good for it, um, I think we're just at the precipice. Like there's so much more there. Um, but it's something we internally, because we're, we nerd out about all things good for baby, (laughs) have thought about a lot and how to make sure that is incorporated in what we have. What about like getting DHA? And just like the food, brain food, right? Sure. So DHA is extracted a form of omega-3. So like Mm -hmm. for the listeners who don't know. um, So we make sure our food is naturally high in omega-3s. So we actually have a lot of ingredients naturally high in in omega-3 or alpha-linoic acid. Um, And one of the things that like even like the hot product right now of dragon fruit or um, yeah. what makes it so good is actually it's natural seeds. One are high in insoluble fiber, but also DH like omega-3. Mm. And so um, like having good fats is like integral for your baby's brain development. Like it, you need that fat for like myelin development, you know, like, you know, neurons, synapses <laughs> and, it's so important for us to make sure you're getting those healthy fats sort of back to what you were saying before about this whole generation of taking out fats and replacing it with sugar. Uh, one of the biggest problems of that is baby brain development. You actually should have a lot of healthy fats Mm -hmm. and, um, DHA being an example of why they add that to formula. Um, but we don't need to add anything. We can get it naturally. So that's what we do. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm super excited because I love eating it. And I heard, does one of you guys eat it? Oh, we all eat it. it. We always have some in the fridge every week. So we can eat it as a group. It's so good. It's delicious. And um, someone was like, oh, yeah, it's like overnight oats. But like, it's so much. It's even better because it feel I don't get the sugar high. And like some of the overnight oats feel like so sweet sometimes when Mm -hmm. I buy it out. And so 
It's yeah. just really nice well, and it's a, it's sustaining. Kind of, it's crazy because a lot of adults are now ordering it for themselves. Like they may not even have so, babies. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, you know, because it is just real great food. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's in a very kind of efficient way to also get your greens for the day. Totally. So a lot of people will use it as like a snack, like a better version of like the yogurt they might buy at the grocery store. Yeah. So. What an, how funny, <laughs> like a whole new market that you may not yeah. have thought of. Like people... You know, maybe they just had some sort of like gum surgery or tonsil surgery. Yeah, or, like they're in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. It's like perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. So have people reached out saying Definitely. that? Definitely. They yeah. like just got, they're like jaw wired. They're like, perfect. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Kanye yeah, West back in like 2000, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> totally. Oh. But yeah, no, it's just really funny. We don't really know how to market to those people yet. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're focused on like early childhood <laughs> totally. kind of period, but you know, anyone is welcome to buy well the (laughs) fact that it like made it on their radar is amazing and makes me so happy and yeah I hope it makes it to hospitals Ah, that would be just so great I mean whether it's just like for at St. Joseph's for kids or whatever that would be yeah it would be so great yeah but like I said we hope that it changes the way people view like what the options are yeah and like at the very least like rethink what you're putting in those hospital shelves, mm-hmm. like, you know, what you're serving in those cafeterias, like, um, like Jello, exactly. Jello what? and, Jello juice, and right? chocolate pudding. Right. Oh yeah. Is that r- really happening? It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of our, um, medical advisors was actually the first doctor in the United States to get juice off of the, uh, menu for kids at our hospital. So it was wow. just like, and, and you know, that was, we just geeked out with her on this and how she felt really passionate about it too. So, you know, we see it as like, it's part of a movement, right? It's getting people to also really care about it and see like what we could do, whether it's at the hospital or in the home. Oh, well, thank you so much. This was so so much much fun. I love chatting with you and meeting you and learning more about Yumi. And I'm so excited to use it myself for my baby and, I'm just really excited also for more people to have access to it too. So, well, thank you so much for having us. This was really lovely. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Happy matcha. Happy matcha. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a comment or review, and share with your friends. I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you, so keep in touch, and I'll see you next time.